Fab Lab Podcast, Episode 70, Three Tips for Employee Conflict. Welcome to the Fab Lab, the stone industry's only podcast dedicated exclusively to the business side of your stone shop, where we focus on improving operations inside the business so we can experience more life outside of it. So let's get down to business. Welcome back to another episode of the Fab Lab Podcast. Wes, here we are. Ah, uh, yes, another episode, and this one is, I think we can all relate to, un- unfortunately, but it's going to be a good one. I can relate. I'm still dealing with it. It's not <laughs> even resolved, <laughs> and yet uh, it, it is a great topic that I think everybody will relate to. So, ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators, uh, fans, friends, followers of the Fab Lab podcast, today we're going to talk about employee conflict. What do I mean by saying I'm right in the middle of it? Well... We'll just get right into it. Set the stage. We had a conflict out on the shop floor yesterday. Shouting match. Swear words were exchanged. People coming out of the office thinking that they were probably uh, punches that were about yeah. to be thrown. And that's mm-hmm. what it sounded like. Yeah. And so that was the state of things out on the shop floor yesterday in one of our departments. I'll be that vague just in case somebody in the company listens to this. So that was the situation. <laughs> Extremely tense extremely unprofessional and extremely necessary that we deal with it because it's just not possible to let that go. That's not healthy for the organization. It's not good for the employees that weren't involved but had to participate. In it. They were unwilling you know, participants in a certain sense. Uh, the department itself making that function well and resolution for the two employees. That's an untenable working environment for either of them. And so it's got to be resolved. So we're going to talk about we're just going to kind of share how we deal with that, how I dealt with it. And then this morning we had a meeting where we began to deal with it. Um, so I'm not telling you that it's resolved yet because it's not. But we did face it. We did deal with it. So we're just going to share in real time. Wes and I were just joking here before we hit record. We could literally record a podcast every single day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with the stuff that we deal with here. It's just it's just. It's just there's always something going on. If it's not a template that wasn't done right, <laughs> something that wasn't fab right, material blowing up in her face, an issue on site, a crazy customer, or a fist fight between two oh. employees. You know, it's just, it, it's just there's always something that is worthwhile discussing. How do we improve this? How do we deal with this? How do we face this in the interest of getting this business functioning? Yeah, so, how, how do we get better, and how do we recognize it, and how do we just continue to go forward? Because I know... As the listeners, you guys can relate, and so this is to yeah, help you guys as well. Yeah, so if you've got a shop with employees, you'll most likely relate. If you have children, oh, yeah. <laughs> you will probably <laughs> relate to this conversation. So before we get to that, I want to mention a word from our sponsor, FabricatorsFriend.com. Fall is upon us, Wes. Oh, it's cold. Here it's in the wet. Northwest, it's cold and wet. And when you're outside and you have a rain jacket on and you, you know, you're doing some recreational activity, that's one thing. Yeah, you're comfortable. When you have to come to work and be cold and wet inside, that's miserable. Yeah, eight hours a day, grinding fiberglass. Oh, Ooh, no, soaking wet. No. Once that sweatshirt, once that jacket, once you get once you get wet, you're going to be cold. Wet sponge. But when you can stay dry, you can stay warm. And when you're dry and warm, you're more comfortable. When you're more comfortable, you're more productive. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you got guys in the shop or gals, temperatures dropping. Get them some stone sleeves, fab coat, bulletproof apron. Get them custom fabrication gear to keep them dry and keep them warm. Keep them safe. Keep them comfortable. Keep them productive. So if you want to buy custom stone working gear, 
So make sure you visit FabricatorsFriend.com. You can buy direct or make sure you check in with any of your local, regional, or national stone tool supply companies because they carry that product line as well. So now, Wes, back to the situation. You were here. You overheard it. I heard it. I wasn't sure if I wanted to look out the window to look. Yeah. I was afraid to see punches. Pe- people thought there was a fight yeah. about to go down, and thankfully there wasn't, no. uh, but it had to be dealt with. Um, and so we called a meeting today. So today in our episode, we're going to, in a sense, just kind of walk through our philosophy here at the shop with how we deal with conflict. That was something that could not be swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be ignored. Had to be dealt with. So how to deal with it. We're going to talk about just three simple tips for dealing with employee conflict. So here's a situation. Here's a scenario. And in fact, one of these people did call me yesterday. <laughs> this is so funny. And this has happened a thousand times before. There's a conflict between employees. Usually it's, it's, it's not obvious to everybody that there's a conflict, but the owner, the boss, is approached by one of those parties with a story to tell about how terrible this other employee is or about how this other employee wronged them or how un, you just tenable it is to work with this other employee because of, you know, fill in the blank. So you hear one side of the story. I don't know if you experienced that with your kids. You know, you, you hear one story and what's your natural what's the first response obviously it's true it's true they wouldn't be coming to me if this wasn't a real issue and so i think by default we tend to take the side of the person who we hear from first Mm -hmm. so that's number one that that that's that's something we got to avoid because oftentimes once the other party is uh, interrogated is questioned or has an opportunity to tell their side of the story very oftentimes you go oh wow some of those details just were not mentioned in the first story. Well, the thing is, I think most people, when they're telling it, they're not thinking to themselves. They're, they're always the hero in their own story. Yeah. And so you always have to have someone who's the villain, which is going to be the other guy. And then you got the person, the owner, usually, all right, you got to rescue us. You got to figure out how to, how to help us navigate this. But the thing is, no one's ever the hero and no one's really ever the villain. There's always a mix. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a blend. Sometimes they're both villains. And, and, and sometimes they're both right. Yeah, and sometimes they're both right. And that's, that's one of the things I've discovered in handling a lot of conflicts improperly. You know, I hear something from somebody and I go, well, i got to deal with this. So mm-hmm. I'll go grab the other person and say, hey, I heard something. I, I don't know if it's true or not, but I can't unhear it. So i got to deal with it. So I go now and now I hear their side of the story. And I think most of the time, both parties are telling the truth mm-hmm. from their perspective. They're not being disingenuous. No. They're not lying about the other person. They happen to see it from a completely different perspective. And so now as the owner or as the unfortunate mediator that somehow found himself in the middle of this conflict, you're like, now what do I do? I've heard two different stories. How do I make a judgment? How do I decide? And, and how do I deal with this? Well, I think that's the point. Mm-hmm. That's the thing you got to avoid is, is, is you, you, you can't successfully mediate or judge in that situation. You can't. No, there's certain information that as you're, as the situation's happening, that person is probably unconsciously omitting. They're just not even aware of happening. Yep. So they look for things that side with them. Yep. And so is the other person. So you, you can't ever really mediate both sides because you don't have all the information. And it's Yeah. So this first tip would be resist the temptation to believe 100% the first story that you hear. Yes. Because oftentimes there's another 
part of the story that you haven't heard. And it's going to put you in a really awkward position if you base your judgment off or, off the first person's account. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. You know, you're going to fall. Oh, oh, well, I got to now. Now I'm involved in this thing because I took their side. Now they feel like they've been judged unfairly. Now it's a mess. So that leads us to point number two is in a sense, don't get in the middle of it. Encourage, this is principle number two, tip number two, encourage one-on-one reconciliation. So this would be your response to that first person coming. Okay, I hear what you're saying, but you know what this sounds like to me? This sounds like a personal conflict that the two of you have within the confines of our working environment. And so I'm going to encourage you to go back and instead of telling me that this person is a problem, I need you to go tell that person that whatever they did, whatever they said, whatever they didn't do is a problem because you may discover something that you don't know. You might have been making assumptions about this other person and you might be surprised to learn something completely different. And so before I involve myself and make this problem worse, I'm going to encourage you to go and deal with it directly. Okay, so that's kind of part one of the second tip. One-on-one reconciliation, seeking restoration. Now, a couple of things that we talk about here, we talk about in the company, believing the best about your fellow employee. Mm -hmm. If you go into it believing the worst, you're not going to be able to follow these next two tips that we're going to recommend. Actually, these two points about this second tip. Because two things are absolutely necessary for reconciliation to happen. For two people to, to have a conflict and then to work it out and then to be restored to where there is agreement between the two of them, there's got to be humility and then there's got to be forgiveness when a true wrong has occurred. And so let's just walk it out. So there's a conflict between two parties. You encourage them to go bring it up. You've got to let that person know you're, you're going to have to also be willing to humble yourself because there may be more to this story than you realize. Mm-hmm. And somebody is going to have to admit either that they inadvertently wronged you or they're going to have to admit that they did wrong you. In either case... That requires humility, but it also requires forgiveness. So it takes both sides. If you're going to say, hey, you said something to me that just really pissed me off or was extremely critical or was extremely demeaning or or you called me out in front of the group and embarrassed me in front of the crew, you got to express that. God, that what did that do? So that other person has got to be willing to humble themselves and say, gosh, I see it from your perspective. You're right. I did. Or, oh my gosh, that thing that I said, I had no idea that's how that came across. That wasn't my intention. Either way, that requires humility on one and in some cases, both parts to admit either I misunderstood something that you said and I jumped to a conclusion or, oh my gosh, I offended you. I have to humble myself and admit, God, I didn't intend to say, I didn't, yeah, that's what I said, but that's not what I meant. <laughs> Either way, there's got to be that humility. And then there's got to be, hey, I forgive you. Hey, if you're willing to admit fault or even inadvertent fault, gosh, the goal here isn't me being right. The goal, the goal is restoration so that that relationship can be restored. So that there's health in the department, health in the relationship, and the working environment, that culture we've been talking about the last couple of you know episodes, mm-hmm. it can be restored. Yeah. And so, yeah, I got to encourage one-on-one reconciliation first. That's number one. And to do that, there's got to be humility and there's got to be forgiveness. And so, fellow stone shop owner West, you and I, we know we've got to mediate. That we've got to resist the temptation to get in the middle of it. But we've also got to play a role in helping them yes. kind of set the stage. Here's how I need you to go reconcile. 
I'm going to coach you through this before you go and talk to this employee. Because I know a lot of times when I talk to guys or they come talk to me, if that other party that's part of this conflict isn't there, they tend to embellish, exaggerate, and really try to drive their point there. Where when they go face-to-face talking to the other guy, yeah. the other person was there during that conflict. Yeah. And so they know they can't really embellish that or exaggerate <laughs> because the other person was there and they'll call them out. Yeah. But if someone comes before you and, and humbly says, hey, you know, this is what happened. I'm sorry. The the tendency to be like, hey, you know, I, I accept your apology to really try to work through that to yep. come above, uh, come out on the other side on top. Yep. There, it's it's great to see it happen, mm-hmm. but it only happens if both sides are willing to come talk honest and humbly yep. to each other. Yeah. And that if that's the goal, if, if, if the goal and the objective is an environment that is positive Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and, and healthy, then that's the kind of, you know, um, habit you would want to begin to develop amongst the crew. Cause there's going to be conflict. Mm-hmm. You can, you can't stick two people in a truck on a job site every day. You can't put two people out in a shop working every, every day in an office. You get two people in high pressure, high stress, things that are out of their control generally. Mm-hmm before and after them and, 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 and avoid there being some conflict. That's well, just... Yeah, because you have a certain mask you'll wear, you know, when you're out in public or on a job site, but when you're with someone eight hours a day on a job site and it's stressful, yeah. Yeah. those masks come off. And so yeah. you're going to have that um, conflict. Yep. But like you said, you know, if the goal is to really have a good uh, work environment, just a good culture yep. as, as the goal, then they got to work through this, you know. And if both sides, if that's the sides they have as their goal, yep. then... Because what's, what's the alternative? The alternative is a toxic <laughs> work environment. You know, and relating to the last two episodes, turnover. Yeah, turnover. Yeah, exactly. You know, you get people that say, I, I'm, not, I'm not putting up with this any longer. They, they quit unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and because there's no reconciliation, there's no restoration, it becomes an intolerable environment them, for them to work in. Gosh, and then you've got that. You're back to that extremely unfortunate expense. Yeah. The disruption, trying to find a replacement. The acrimony, the the tension, that just it just is. Uh, God, we got this job is hard enough as it is. It is. I don't know. <laughs> I've never done anything else, but I'm assuming there isn't another. There's not a harder way to make a living than making granite and coarse countertops. Of course, I would believe that. That's my only perspective. But to add to it, you know, a work environment that is just that that's bitter and resentful, where there's just unresolved issues. That's just that's the straw that breaks the camel's back yeah. for some people, and so yeah. this this is really important in the context of this conversation that we've been having. And so, before we get to the third tip about handling employee conflict, I, I just want to kind of mention one other aspect of this. The thing, probably over the years, that has been the most frustrating for me, or, or or when it would occur, it would be something that would just raise my frustration level to the roof. And it was being this hub, and in a sense, I had let that environment kind of develop mm. because I didn't deal with employee conflict effectively. And so what would happen, someone would come to me, I would, in the midst of all this other stuff I'm responsible for, they would express a frustration with another employee. I would sort of be at a disadvantage as to how to handle this. I got 10,000 other things I got to handle too. A lot of times I wouldn't even deal with it because it was easier to just avoid mm. it mm. than mm. it was to go deal with it. Well, that let a lot of things fester. And so not having a constructive response to this is, is puts you in this just really unpleasant and terrible position. 
because the passive approach is just to sit there unconsciously. Oh, and I got have this thing on my thing on my plate that I got to handle. Yep. And it's like, whoa, whoa. Does this fall into that category of something yep. I need to take care of because yep. this is not not my issue? Yep. Now this situation that happened yesterday morning, we this was not something we could send those guys into a room together to reconcile. This was the manager of that department, these two individuals, and myself in my office for about an hour, and it got really tense. And there were some unresolved things that have been going on for a long time that I was completely unaware of. So that's a kind of a different situation than your typical, you know, hey, someone comes to you and now I got to respond. Having a constructive response that just like you're saying, I don't have time to deal with this and I'm not going to deal with it until you show me that it can't be resolved mm-hmm. between the two of you. So I'm going to encourage you, go to this person, express it. That is such a freeing response. Then hearing it, Going, oh no, now I gotta have another awkward conversation. I got another situation that's probably really not gonna get resolved. I'm gonna hear the other guy's story. They're gonna be different. Then what? I'll probably then hope that that is swept under the carpet so I don't have to deal with that because now it's even more complicated than what it was when I was only listening to one side of the story. So, ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators, owners, supervisors, when you find yourself in this position and you're going to, I should have included parents. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Here's, Here's two tips. Don't believe the first story and encourage one-on-one reconciliation first. If that doesn't resolve it, then there's a basis to talk to both of them. Because the person who's on the other side of it, as soon as if, if you if you go that route of I'm hearing one story, now I'm going to the other party, that party is now automatically defensive. Like, wait, you've already made a judgment. You've only heard one side of the story. Now I have to defend myself as opposed to just saying, Hey, the owner's gonna hear two sides of the story. And, and, and maybe help us resolve this. You know, you just, you can't win. The guy that's on the other end of that is at a distinct disadvantage um, if you follow that path. So one-on-one reconciliation first. Then, if it's still not resolved, you sit down together and, and you have a better foundation to try and bring that, you know, restoration together. But that should be the goal, and those are a couple of tips. And I think if you're able to set that up, because it gets, once it gets to this point, it's gonna the, the ro- it's a long road to heal. Yeah. It's a long road to work through to unpack and really sift through that. Yeah. But if you can get these practices in place early on, where these guys are resolving this, yeah. Where before it gets to the, the uh, a shouting match, yeah. They can resolve it, and before it builds up to that ex- ex- explosion in front of everybody. Yeah. This other situation that we dealt with this morning, or we're attempting to, this was like meeting number one in the attempt to resolve it. It, it remains to be seen whether this can be. Re- restored Mm, mm. but just in the last two weeks i had another situation where it was brought to my attention one party wanted to be the first one to tell me what happened (laughs) and i did exactly what i just we just talked about i said i can't get in the middle of this i'm hearing one side of the story i'm going to encourage and i and guess what i haven't heard a single word about that situation that individual committed to going back and dealing with it one-on-one in humility, with a willingness to seek restoration, because that's the most important thing. And uh, as, as, as of yet, I have not heard a word about it. So, And, and I not... think, like you said, humility is really the key, because you yeah. can go and confront somebody and be like, look, I went, I went and talked to them. But if you didn't have a humble heart... Yeah, yeah, you went they... and accused them of being a jackass <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right to their face. You and made so, things worse. Exactly, because it is definitely easier said than done. Yep. And... But it's really for the long term. Yeah, but that's, but that's you've you, you got to keep in mind you're encouraging them to go work it out together. Yes. But what's the goal? The goal, you're sending them back 
not just to bring it up and complain about it. You're sending them back to go deal with it so there can be restoration yeah. and reconciliation and so the problem the can goal. be resolved. So you can't just say, you go deal with it. No. Go tell them to their face <laughs> that you think they're a terrible human being. It, you, there's got to be the outcome, and that is the work environment, the restoration, mm-hmm. the relationship. And so number three, the third tip is a slight departure from these first two. These are more practical tips on how to deal with it in the moment. This is just more a tip to, to help differentiate between different types of conflicts. And so I want to just call this out. There are different conflicts. Interpersonal conflicts between two people in a department. Um, and in some cases, it's two people you know, in different departments. But it is a true interpersonal conflict. And then there are interdepartment mm. or interdepartmental conflicts that sometimes can appear as though it's a personal conflict, but it's not. It is conflict between departments because departments are left to make judgments on their own about the work of another department. Like, hey, they didn't do their job, and so now I have to either tell them they didn't do their job or now I have to go do their job for them. And oftentimes that can result in what appears to be interpersonal conflict when it starts with a failure by management to effectively make real clear standards, real clear expectations, a real clear line to where both departments know exactly what the expectations are. So it's not left up to them to make that judgment. And and so it may be more than just solving interpersonal conflict. It may be that there's a lack of clarity between departments that has got to be resolved, and that's managers responsibility that's ownership's responsibility that's a good point to that's a very good point to clarify on that because and in some points the person who's having to be humble and having to ask forgiveness is the owner Mm. right here i'll I'll raise my hand and say i'm the first one to stand up and say i can see areas of my business even to this day where there are some conflicts that exist because we haven't been clear enough between departments there's still work to be done creating that clarity saying okay this is where it ends, and this is where it starts. And this department has got to be, do a better job of getting it to this end point so that the next department can pick it up and proceed. We've got to do a better job of establishing those expectations and then enforcing them, making sure that, A, no, okay, you are bringing your higher standards into this equation. You're, you have demanded that they perform at a level that we have not agreed upon. That's not okay. We've got to separate that. We've got to be clear about that. And we've got to enforce those lines between departments um, as, you know, consciously and purposefully and on an ongoing basis uh, to, to, to prevent that conflict from happening. And so we just got to see those things from, you know, the, we got to see those things as different um, because just solving the interpersonal side of it isn't going to necessarily solve the departmental side of it. And so, ladies and gentlemen, that's the third tip. Make sure you're looking out for the difference between those two. If, if you want to reduce turnover, the culture is going to be a huge part of it, just like we've talked in the last couple of episodes, and maintaining healthy relationships within the company. Because that is the environment. If, if you really step back, the environment, you can tell you walk into a room where two people are in a conflict, nothing has to be said. You can literally feel it yeah. in the yeah. air. You It's felt. You mm-hmm. can sense it in your spirit that, Everything's not, this is tense, and now I'm awkward and uncomfortable being in this room with these two people. On the other side, hey, this is a great place to be. You can just yep. feel the energy, the vibe yep. uh, on the other side, too. Exactly. And so, ladies and gentlemen, if you're dealing with conflict, I, I feel for you. You're <laughs> feel not alone. your pain. You're not alone. <laughs> 
But you know what? In the grand scheme of things, it's worth pursuing restoration, reconciliation, mm-hmm. resolving those conflicts between our employees. And so just another example of, of the many challenges that exist in the business, on the business side of running a stone shop. And so, ladies and gentlemen, hope you enjoyed this episode. Wes, this is a good one. It was good. It was uh, relatable, I think, <laughs> unfortunately, a lot of folks, but, I, but it's definitely worth working through. Yeah, absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, just want to encourage you to support our sponsors. If you haven't shared this podcast episode or another one or the podcast in general with another fabricator, would you please do that? We're on the path to 10,000 downloads by the end of October. Last weekend, we introduced this goal, and we saw a massive jump in the number of downloads. The, it, the podcast launched on Friday, and by Monday morning, we had had a record weekend. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you, first and foremost. If you did share this podcast, wow, what an honor, what a privilege. I'm grateful. I'm, I'm humbled, yeah. speaking of humility. Uh, what happened? So would you continue to do that? You know, if this is an episode that's resonated with you, and you know somebody else could benefit from it, even an, even a competitor. Mm-hmm. If you shared this with a competitor, this would in no way harm your business. In reality, now you might yeah, think that yeah. well, maybe if their tech, you know, their 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 environment's negative, one of their employees will quit and come to work for me because I need an employee. <laughs> but honestly, this is just stuff. This just this just better's the industry. It does. It better's the working environment. And 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 we, at the end of the day, these are human beings mm-hmm. that we have the opportunity to impact. The extent to which we create a, a positive working environment, you know, it just benefits at the human level. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you think the Fab Lab podcast goes that far to have that kind of an effect and impact, will you share this episode and share the podcast in general with another fabricator? I think that wraps up this episode of the Fab Lab podcast, Aaron. We, we have thoroughly kicked this dead horse <laughs> <laughs> about turnover, about uh, environment, about culture. culture. Uh, for sure, and, and, but but make no mistake, there will be another episode. This one's wrapping up. We're wrapping up this theme. There will be another episode. And until next time, make sure you visit FabricatorsFriend.com. You support our sponsors. Make sure you visit AaronCrowley.com. Check out the Stone Shop Business Assessment. 20-point checklist on the business side of your stone shop. And if you uh, would like to reach out, if you'd like to connect, make sure you connect with me, Aaron, at AaronCrowley.com. Would love to talk with you. So, ladies and gentlemen, until next time, happy fabricating. Boom. Boom.